I'll give you a little commending this morning, and I mean this. Uh, along the lines of what I was kind of speaking of earlier, you know, other comments are delivered to me as well. You know, we, we kind of wind up sometimes we go to eat, we might get over to the restaurant somewhere at one o'clock or after, and I said, man, you really hemmed them up this morning, didn't you? <laughs> you kept them a long time, so I didn't keep anybody. They just love to stay, amen. Hallelujah, they love church. I commend you because you're not, if you wear one, looking at your watch and frowning and gritting your teeth and pulling your cell phone out and trying to, you know, thank God. When time rules us, we got a problem. Amen. When time is your dictator, yep. there's time for readjustment. Amen. Nothing else, there's nothing greater than the Word of God. And I'm not just trying to linger and, and talk a long time. I, I hope you know that. Uh, it's it's kind of like uh, you're on a trip and, and you can't quit 10 miles short. You want to get there, don't you? Amen. We're going to get there one of these days. Amen. We're, we're on a journey. Yes. We're on a journey. We're on a spiritual journey. And this life is a part of it. It's the big part of it right here and right now, right? Amen. Life is the journey. Ups and downs, the ins and outs, the goods and the bads, and everything that goes along with it. Praise God. Sometimes in preaching the gospel, even though the script of it is ancient, we know thousands of years old, but even as then, you'll find many times in speaking to people a lot of it was about current events. That's how we regulate or match or connect scripture to what's going on. And I know you've heard this a lot, but not only here, I've heard it a lot by persons a lot more knowledgeable in the word than I am that have studied it extensively been to universities and colleges and multiple doctor degrees and theology and all kinds of things and they're all saying the same thing latter days Amen. end times urgent emergence code three emergency mode it's it's happening and and so turn your bible by the way to the book of start with the book of romans this morning we live in a world of darkness Jesus knew that he related to that in his own words several times came to a dark world for what reason that it might be saved. Amen. So, in speaking and relating to current events, which is the happening that's taking place around us, and I'll use some terms globally, nationally, socially, community we don't we don't live in a little bitty tiny nucleus all alone 
There's a world around us. And there are happenings that occur every day, many, many, many times over in a 24-hour period. A lot of you and I have no clue of, we don't know about, we never hear about them. But even the ones that we do hear should be alarming. The fire bell should be ringing. Amen? Amen. I believe urgency is the word. Where sin and wickedness and evil are so thick, it seems you could almost cut it with a knife. There's reasons for that. There's increasing reasons for that. We are nearing the point of inundation. If not already. I look around this church, as I do often. Now, quite a few of the little ones are already gone through their children's hour. I find myself really wondering what they're going to be growing up in if the Lord lingers. What are they going to be faced with? There's enough already. Come on, man. What's going on right now is trying to prepare them for their future in illicit means. I urge you to look with me. These are innocent little lives. Most children pretty quickly believe what they hear. If you tell them long enough, they really believe it. Amen. Come on. If you show it to them, they really, really believe it. Amen. Come on. Anybody picking up on current events? Do you know what this is all about? It's not just about what people are doing. It's about what the originator of what's going on is doing. This is an articulate, strategized, planned, and I hate to say pretty well put together attack on the entirety of this world. Come on. Well, what allows that to happen? Why? People backed up on God. The apparent any direction that you want to look, and, and I mean this, what I'm saying this morning, it's, I hope all of you, of course there's young folks in here that probably don't really have the knowledge to understand what it is that they're seeing. And that's the problem. If they're not told what they're seeing is wrong and sinful, then they're not going to know not to adapt to it. Now, there's been failure. There's been great failure. Come on. 
because for some reason, people that go to church, many of them for years, some reason believe the church is where their child is going to get everything that they need. Folks, that's not the case. I said a while back, we get them here for a little bit. We get them maybe an hour, two, three hours a week if they're here that many times. The responsibility of those that are in the guardianship or the parenting of children to make sure they get what they need and it is not this junk that's being crammed down their throats today, let me tell you. And I don't mind standing here before that camera and saying sin and wickedness and evil is taking this world over. It's taking our society over because it's being allowed to do so. Amen. Spoken of all through the word. We could, each of us could sit here today and think of the issues in our own lives, our own families, our own communities, many, many, many issues we could relate to, directly connected. Man, I'm glad there's a better day coming. Amen. Amen. An eternal day is coming. Yes. Amen. But right now we got to deal with this stuff. Yeah. Right now we got we got to take care of those that are subjected to this nonsense. Worse than nonsense. It's craziness. I never thought I'd live in a world that's gone so crazy. I mean, it's happening fast. Unbelievable. Well, almost. This, this, this tells us something. This tells us something. We've been back and forth there for a while. We were on the solid platform of prepare, 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 prepare. And even afterwards, we kind of, we didn't get off of that, but we kind of, you know, when you, when you preach a subject, and sometimes it becomes a, a theme. And preparedness become a theme here. You remember? You guys remember with me? Amen. Get prepared. Be prepared. Don't be caught unprepared. This thing's going to wind up, and nobody knows when it's going to wind up. But I can assure you, it is going to wind up. Amen. Amen. Come on. There's going to be a whole lot of people caught in the process. Mm -mm -mm. I feel for them. I feel for them. See, we're at a point, and it's a dangerous dangerous point, a dangerous time. Not referring to that scripture or asking you to go to it, but this come to light, it's, it's, a, it's a perilous time. Treacherous. And it's dangerous and it's treacherous because of evil, wickedness, and the like. Now, sometimes we, we treat those things as something foreign as long as they're off out yonder somewhere, we can kind of refer to them and talk about them and no, they're not out there anymore. They're right beside where you're living at. And a lot of places you go and your children go. What's all this about? You really stop and think about it. Again, it's by design. And I'll say this again in a different way. When you don't get what you need, what is necessary for you to survive spiritually, 
When you don't get that, guess what you're going to fall victim to? Anything that comes down the pipe, and that's what we're seeing. Four o'clock again this morning. Boy, that hour, I tell you. I, I, I keep repeating that. Some of y'all want to join? You know, anybody here want me to call y'all? <laughs> when I wake up at four o'clock in the morning? Oh, yeah. It's over and over and over and over. <laughs> All right. Remember that. Brother John, you know he's awake. The Lord done woke him up again. Just impacting, just impending urgency and I know it's for a reason it's to get people ready yeah. to save them from the carnage but you know there's so much we can do right now to save ourselves yeah. to save those that we feed and we take care of youngsters we think we can send them off and all's well well they said all's well so all must be well the news said it, so it's got to be true. I've heard people say that. I said, how'd you know that? It was on the news. <laughs> if you rely on the news to be your gospel, you headed the wrong direction. Amen. If this is your gospel, you headed the right direction. Amen. This is it. Got a lot to say about what you're talking about. The ramping up and the surge and the escalation and, and the momentum that, that we see building. It's just building. It's, it's like broiling. It's fervent. hope the terms are somewhat painting a, a picture this morning. Because yeah. we're not living in a calm, peaceful world anymore. No. Things have changed drastically. Amen. Mm -hmm. When I was a youngster, I never heard of this garbage that they're piping into these kids nowadays. They had to run them out of town in tar and feather and got rid of them. Amen. No, I'm not violence. Those people wants to run with everything you say anymore. He said this and he said that. I did say it, but you got to understand what context I'm saying it in. Just like many others that have been lambasted and almost destroyed. The maybe more alarming or close to being as alarming is the violence Come on. that's occurring to support this idiocracy, this ungodliness, unrighteousness. It's an attack. Amen. ongoing the Bible mentions something in uh, several places 
And I asked some questions a moment ago, why does this happen? Why, why is it allowed? What in the world has happened that is happening so rapidly that, it, that it's of such momentum and such magnitude? It's just like it's been unleashed. Mm -hmm. Like a whole herd of pit bulldogs that are rabid just being unleashed, allowed to roam and rip and tear everything they possibly can. And you just don't see that, Brother John. It's because you're not looking at it. Yep. Not paying attention. Reason. First reason. Anything left unchecked. Anything left unchecked. will grow. Anybody here got a yard? What happens if you don't mow it? It grows, don't it? It's pretty wild, doesn't it? Amen. Before long, you got weeds, and you might have all kinds of stuff. That's. I know that may not seem like a good analogy, but that's what's happened been allowed to grow. Left unchecked. You know, we're living in a period of time we need to check everything constantly. If it has to do with your kids, check everything constantly. Listen to what they're saying. Come on. Pay attention. And if it's not right, don't be afraid to contest it. Oh, somebody else will. I'll just sit over here in my little corner and hide under the rock. But when the flood comes, you're going to get drowned. Second, everything, and, and I could, I, I would, I'd have to stay here for two weeks, and I don't even want to name it all. I don't want to name all this evil. The reason that it's so attractive is because it's sensual. It stirs sensations. Satan knows that. He's been watching people for thousands of years. Oh, yeah. He knows what entices. And now you talk about extremes. Evil knows no limits. There's no limits on the other side of the thing that this orchestrator that's responsible for it, he don't have any limits. But I'll say this, the last victim are these youngsters. That's who he's after. Because he can change youngsters, he can change generations. Amen. Then he can change society. Then he can change the world. That's right. I've seen a statistic from a period from 1985 to 1996, a 10-year period. In 1985, the ordering of pornographic films and materials 
I'm not ordering, but the subscriptions were brought, uh, brought in uh, $65 million. Well, that sounds like a lot, doesn't it? $65 million? Over that 10-year period, by the time it was 1996, it had increased to $775 million. Wow. Does that tell us anything? Grossed over $8 billion in revenue. See, people are hungry for sensationalism. They're hungry for feelings to be lifted and stirred and to the extreme degree. That's what we're seeing. Thirdly, it's pleasing. Pleasurable. Now the scriptures. I knew we were coming back to this. Wednesday night before last, we studied some here in this particular passage in Romans. Didn't do it last week because I was directed otherwise. But here we are in one verse. It's found in chapter 1. Now, before this scripture... Paul has listed a variety of evils, of wickedness, of uh, just about anything. And some of the things he mentioned, they broaden into other things. And it's not just like the, the 12 or 15, however many of it is that's named here. These broaden and expand into so many other things that pertain to the wickedness and the evil that's taking place in society. But here in verse 32, I want you to pay attention to what he says. Who knowing the judgment of God is people that commit such things who knowing the judgment of God means you're not ignorant to it that they which commit such things are worthy of death and that's spiritual death and that's between them and God so let's don't get any, any rumors going or things generated this is not saved spiritual death not only do the same but have pleasure in them that do them. Come on. Pleasure. So if those that do them and others see them and do the same and have pleasure in them, it's like the yard. What's going to happen? Grow. It's going to grow. And it's going to continue to grow. And now here we are. We have millions of people caught up in the very things that I'm not going to name, and I think you know why I'm not going to name them. Because we have a mixed crowd and we have youngsters. <coughs> I should tell you enough. They do what they do, but they're not satisfied in doing what they do. They want others to do so where they can have pleasure in it. Come on. Now who do you think designed that? Because pleasure is an enticer. It entices folks. It comes in many ways, many forms. 
And speaking of sensuality, it seems like that it has engulfed sensibility. mentioned a couple of weeks ago common sense where has it gone I mean I'm serious some of the things people do today anybody with any sense at all you got to know that ain't right Amen. come on I want to get to a place here in a minute because this this, this particular critter is well and fine in the public arena of America that I'm about to relate to and globally as well in Thessalonians chapter 2 I want you to remember the scripture I just shared with you remember pleasure in them that do them they have pleasure in them that do them <laughs> First Thessalonians chapter 2 verse 12 again now this is dealing we've been here not long ago up above here a little bit previous scriptures but it's talking about the time in the world where the wicked one the Antichrist is soon to arrive and it says there's got to be a falling away first and there's going to be the, these things going on but I want to pick up here and just simply go with verse 12 of chapter 2 or verse 11 may clarify it a little better and this should be very uh, common to your memory as well it says and for this cause God shall send them strong delusion that they should believe a lie that they all might be damned who believe not the truth and that damned means condemned judgmentally and that's not us doing that but he is coming but look at the latter part but had pleasure in unrighteousness pleasure in unrighteousness pleasure in them that do them thinks it's all right, thinks it's good, thinks it's fine, thinks it's wonderful. Gives them a buzz. You ever notice that? People in, involved in gross sin, it gives them a buzz to see or get somebody else involved or see other people. That's what's taking place. Now, going on to 1 Peter 4.4. 4. Again, he's talking about lifestyles. And one I want to point out, there are several is lasciviousness, which is licentiousness, which is anything goes. Anything you want to do is fine. Anything you want to do is good. Whatever makes you feel good, do it. Don't matter to what degree or what extent. Look what he says. Verse 4. Wherein they think it strange that you run not with them to the same excess of right speaking evil of you they think it not strange what it's saying is you're offending them when you don't join in or you don't allow or you don't accept or you don't bend Amen. Yeah. 
word and praise time to put your foot down? It should mean something. What was that latter part he said? Speaking evil of you. So if you don't allow, you don't give in, you don't give way, if you stand your ground and you stand for what's right, they speak evil of you. Why? That's a form of force. Called maligning. To speak or do with intent harm upon another individual for the purpose of destruction. Now that's not a fairy tale. That's becoming more and more prevalent in our day. You don't agree, you don't go along, you don't let us have our way, we're going to destroy you. With what? What Satan used most effectively? Deceit and lies. This is all real stuff, folks. This is not some movie out of Hollywood. This is real stuff. It's more real than that. This is messing with eternity. Yours. Your children's. And I quit wondering anymore how far it's even going to go. You said it in Sunday school. It's, it's come now to demonstration. Not just reading it. or Demonstration. <clears throat> where they really know what it's about what it looks like they talk about evil turn loose on planet earth back where we started I know I'm covering a lot of ground this morning. There's a lot of ground to cover. This thing's huge. It's hard to get in a pen all at one time. Is anybody noticing besides me? Is anybody aware of this? I'm going to tell you, you're not going to be aware of it unless you got a spiritual eye. Amen. If you got a carnal eye, you're going to see just like the rest of this bunch does. Come on. Yeah. It takes a spiritual eye to discern what's going on. That's the importance of staying in tune with God, staying in tune in your head, in His Word. Again, that is a protection against. We fight with the Word. The Word is a sword, right? It's not flesh and blood we're warring against. It's principalities and powers, remember? Rulers of wickedness. Spiritual wickedness. In high places. Now, here's the other item. I've been all over, I'm going to name it now. Indoctrination. 
The word indoctrination come from doctrination. Anybody rest on what doctrination meant in its original form? <coughs> it meant bringing a set of morals and principles, religious morals and principles, and ingraining them individual for the betterment of their living. Indoctrination, I found this interesting in researching it. About 1830, this word come into being, indoctrination. And it meant to impress upon an individual or a group of individuals one's beliefs, principles, or motives in a way that they had no right to question it. Now, does that mean anything? What are you hearing every day? Parents, any parent in here, you got a kid, you've got the absolute right to question what they're being taught, what's being poked at them, what's going in their ears, what's going in their eyes. They're your kid. They're not the government's kid. They're your kid. Yours. Yours. Force feeding. Pressing. Influencing for the purpose to try to change who they are. Yep. Yeah. 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 Take any kid. Give me chocolate, ice cream, vanilla ice cream. I'll see a kid here and I'll say, which one do you like? Chocolate, tomorrow it'll be vanilla. Yeah. They don't know. They're kids. That's why they're the prime victims. They can be indoctrinated easily. This is the end of the trail. There's no other one that can be attacked. This is it right here. The young generation. And who is it that's to stand in the way to keep that from happening? Anybody brave enough to raise your hands? That's it. Nobody else going to do it for you. Pleasure also means to condone like, support, favor, all the things of it. Man, we're pleasure can take. See, darkness resists and opposes the light. That's been the thing forever. We could say good and evil. Darkness opposes light. Darkness wants no part of light. And it's not satisfied just being dark. It wants to be darker. It wants to create more darkness. And I'm talking spiritual darkness. It wants to take over. It wants to smother. It wants to, to completely dim the light. The last verses go to the book of John with me. Chapter 3. Jesus speaking. <coughs> the most horrific thing that's ever going to happen on this planet, wherever it happens, 
set plan that we replace it wherever it happens is the horrific judgment that's going to take place on those that have persisted and refused to change from their evil and wickedness. You cannot even begin to understand or imagine what, what that's going to be. Because when God invokes his wrath, I'm telling you, it's wrath. When his judgment comes to be, it's going to be something that's, I believe they're going to be wondering why they did what they did and try to make others do it as well. Verse 18. Ooh, I like this. He that believeth on him is not condemned. Amen. You believe on the Lord, you're not condemned. Amen. But he that believeth not is condemned already. Because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. Think about this. You believe? Hey, here, here you go. Here, There's difference right here. Either you do or you don't. And whether you do... You're not condemned, and if you don't, you are condemned already. It's time to make a decision, right? right? Verse 19 says, And this is the condemnation that light is coming to the world, and men love darkness rather than light, because their deeds were evil. And they become more evil. When evil runs loose, it becomes more evil more evil things created more evil things invented more evil things thought of it's just it's like throwing evil seed out watching it sprout into something else it's on and on and on for everyone that doeth evil hates the light neither comes to the light lest his deed should be reproved verse 21 says but he that doeth truth cometh to the light that his deeds may be made manifest that they are wrought in God. Amen. Now, I know I've been all over the scriptures this morning, and there's more that I could include in this, but to keep everything understandable without scattering too far, we've touched on a lot of bases this morning. The rest of this thing from this point of time in this existence that we are in, this point in life, this point of community, this the rest is up to us. Now, in speaking of indoctrination and doctrination, if you don't doctrinate, speaking religious principle and moral principle, First of all, into yourself. That means you saturate yourself with it. You doctrinate. That becomes who you are. And especially if you don't provide that to your children, they're going to get indoctrinated, but it's not going to be what you want them to be doctrinated with. It's that solid truth of God and his word continues to be the same as it was when in the Old Testament when that was written get the word of God in your kids don't think that they're going to automatically get it it has a protective ability to it 
And I could, I could repeat this over and over. Maybe I left somebody out. Get the word of God in you. Amen. Yeah. That's the light. Jesus is the light. The word's Jesus. The word's light. That's the resisting force against darkness. And the more you get the light in you, the brighter you become. So guess what's going to happen? We do have a means by which to resist and hold back the curtain of darkness. Somebody's counting on me, counting on you. I think, I mean, well, that everybody here's got kids or grandkids. You ever think that they're counting on you? If a grizzly bear come in the door and grabbed one of them, I think probably everybody in here would be trying to beat the thing off, wouldn't they? But see, isn't it strange how this, this kind of stuff just comes on in? Come on in, sit down. You're welcome. Light repels darkness. And speaking of darkness, I'm talking everything involved. Would you stand? <clears throat> Closing, one of the first things I want to say this morning is self preparation. I just read the scriptures out of John there that. It's decision time. The point of accepting Christ brings us something. It brings it, it opens up the spirituality. And that's it's kind of I believe why Jesus stated it like he did. With, without him, without knowing him, without understanding him being the light that he's come, that you can receive the light to help you resist the darkness in all forms if you don't have that knowledge if you don't have that then you're subject to the extent of what the darkness wants to do it's that's just the way it is spiritually but when you take on christ receive the light then you you have everything you need right Amen. Amen. Believe you have everything you need in Amen. Jesus Amen. to combat, resist, combat the darkness, repel it. Amen. Let's pray, Lord. God, we come and we live in a world, Lord, that you know has lost its way. It's turned from you, Lord. It's rejected you. It's mocked you and continues to mock you. It goes about its wicked, evil way on a headlong course. God, help your people, Lord, I ask. Those people who have accepted you, the light, Jesus. Help us, God. 
you have given us the ability to resist because you've given us the light that you are. I pray if anyone's here right now this morning, Lord, that's never made a decision to accept you as Lord and Savior, I pray that they do so this morning. I pray, God, Father, Lord, that your empowerment fill them, their souls be saved, Lord God, Father, that they experience the goodness of who you are. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Is that you this morning? Thank you.